What is going on, everyone? Episode 32 of Locker Talk Live. I'm Wack, and joining me today, my main man, my counterpart in the podcasting world of Vibe, Scotty T. Scotty, I want to jump to you right now. How you doing, man? Wack, we're doing great. Doing great today. Happy Tuesday to everybody out there. Ready to talk some Houston football. We talked a lot about the Metroplex yesterday. Talked a lot about the Hill Country, Austin, San Antonio. A ton of good action here in the Houston area too. So you can't forget about Houston. That's where I'm located. You're located in the Hill Country area. But I'm ready to talk some football. Wow. How are you doing today, man? I am doing good. Um, crazy, crazy time getting the show going. We pretty much got it up and running in about you know five minutes. Wouldn't you say? Um, so, um, so getting a little comfortable here and and everything. And it looks like we may be having some internet connection uh, connection issues again. I am seeing my thing, so just be aware of that. Uh, I know we had some of those issues yesterday. Don't know what's going on in the Waslasic household. Apparently, internet is not our friend today, Scott. Looks like we are. Um, up and running though might have that little choppy connection just so anyone watching does see but other than that i'm doing good of course repping the cowboys as you, as you can see you gotta rep the boys whether they win or lose and hey they won this past week so um but i know we're here to talk some houston sports unfortunately matt and josh could not join us today um but hey you're a houston expert aren't you scott i can be at least today, you know, we cover as much as the state that we can. He, uh, Josh and Matt really dive deep in the Houston area. Since that's where I'm at, that's where I tend to follow a little bit more closely. So, yeah, for today, I'm the Houston I'm the Houston expert. Yes, you are. Well, let's let's jump into the Houston talk. Uh, and I know both of us have some, um, you know, have some have some uh, places to be. So let's get into this. And I want to start with I know. Okay. Real quick, before you send your hate mail to me, you can still send your hate mail to Matt and Josh about the rankings and everything. I want to make that perfectly clear. <laughs> well, hey, you know, um, we'll do what we can here. Um, let's uh, let's talk about uh, Atascacita and Denton Geyer. Um, I know on Friday's show, you said that if Atascacita won that game, that you know they would put everyone on notice. Of course, they came up a little bit short. Um, should they still be on notice, though? Um, should 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 the rest of the state, especially and especially the teams in their district now that district is kicking off, should they be on notice when it comes to Atascacita? Absolutely, I really think that they. I think the entire state of Texas should be, and you know who should really be on notice is North Shore. Just saying, because North Shore already has a loss this season. North Shore has come out of Region 3 and 6A for the past three years. So Atascacita, though, they play in the same district. So they North Shore is paying attention to Atascacita. As we've talked a lot about, Atascacita goes on the road, puts it to Allen. First ever loss in Eagle Stadium for Allen. Then they go on the road again. If you go on the road to Dallas twice, look, it's not that close. It's a four-hour, four-and-a-half-hour bus ride. If you go once and win, it's awesome. If you go one, if you go twice and win, you you're you're probably one of the state championship favorites. Here's the thing, though. Even though they didn't win, they played it close, and that is, in my mind, is good enough to me. I called them. If they would have won, I would have called them the team of destiny. 
Not quite there to give them the Team of Destiny title yet, but they've proven that they can go on the road in those tough environments and win and compete. So Atascacita has not only put North Shore, but the entire state of Texas on those. Yeah, I think I think everyone is going to be play, paying close attention to that game in October against North Shore. Uh, I think they're going to come out. They're going to have to come out hungry in that one, right? That they're going to. I mean, of course, they'll have the bad taste in their mouth from this loss, and it's going to have to kind of stay there for the next next few weeks. And and not to say that the the next few weeks, um, you know, won't be a challenge for Tascasita, um, but I think everyone right now will have that North Shore versus Tascasita game kind of circle on their calendars to. Um, you know, to check out come come October. Um, another team I want to talk about, and, and even though they've lost, um, you know, the last couple of games is the Woodlands. I mean, uh, you know, we didn't know if they would come out. You know, and, and you used the term playing towards the level of the of their competition the last few weeks, right? So, if the team's a little bad, maybe they play down a little. If the team's really good, they play up a little. And these last two weeks against Bridgeland and then and then Katie. They've played really close games against these two teams. Arguably, they could have won both of those games had the ball balanced a couple of different ways. Um, and and I don't know what you think of about this, Thomas or not Thomas. I'm sorry, uh, Scott. I did a, I did a, I did a podcast with Thomas for so long that sometimes I just the the, the name comes out of my mouth. Um, but um, I don't know what you think about this, Scott. But is this a good sign? Maybe not necessarily for this year. But for the next couple of years, I mean, uh, Maytower is only a sophomore, so Woodlands gets him for another two years. Is this a, a, a now? Of course, you always have to rebuild with the pieces around Maytower, but is this a good sign for for the Woodlands heading for the next couple of years? Where heck, maybe they get back to that state title uh, that they got to. Uh, uh, I forget when, but I know they were in the state title game uh, in the early 2010s, I believe. I'm mistaken, Scott. Uh, what do you think on that? If you're in the Woodlands, you're in good shape. I really think so because you went toe-to-toe with Bridgeland, who's one of the better teams and has one of the premier quarterbacks really in the entire country, Connor Wigman. And then you have – you went toe-to-toe with Katie. Now, Katie is a little banged up. Also, uh, Bobby Taylor is out for the season, the four-star cornerback who's committed to the Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, can't blame him for missing the season. You know, we had some uh, wrist surgery, according to Dennis Silva. The second did some great reporting there. So, but if you're Woodlands, you're, you're competing with some of the best teams. Yes, you want to win those games. But if you're in them, and as you mentioned, the balls really just kind of fall your way a handful of times. You could be easily 4-0 with some two really quality wins. Now, the Woodlands, I like it because they've had to play – they're one of the smaller districts in the state, and so they've had to schedule more teams outside of their district. And so I would expect the Woodlands to go out and win a district, I believe it's 13-6A, and either 13-14-6A, and then uh, they can rely on those past experiences and be like, hey, do you remember how we played Katie? We got a lot of confidence. They feel like they can play with anybody, not only in the city, but across the state and the region. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting, though, with, with this injury uh, for Katie. Um and then it's going to become, I think, does Katie go Division One or Division Two? I think Division Two is looking less likely for them, um, so they may have a tough road ahead of them. Although, I mean, depending on how things play out, Westlake could easily be, you know, Division Two, and, and that's going to be a, you know, be a little gift for Katie, if you will, that, that, that them two wouldn't have to play if both of them made to the state championship game. What's so. really interesting? What's really interesting is that the Woodlands and the Katie and Katie, 
they are two of the, I would say, premier programs. You know, Katie won a state championship last year, nine state titles, Westlake winning back-to-back state championships. Those two schools are always on the cusp of whether or not they go D1 versus D2, as opposed to an Allen or North Shore who you know is going to go Division One or the Woodlands in that case. So it's it's interesting how some of the two of the best programs in the state, it, it just really depends on the luck of the draw and how the dominoes fall. Yeah, which which is really crazy to think about, and you gotta you gotta know that some of those you know smaller schools are probably in six A are hoping Westlake ends up going D one, uh, but we'll have to wait and see how the districts play out. Uh, another team I want to talk about, and this is one we did the pick 'em on uh, on Friday, and and I know uh, for those of you that don't know, on on Wednesdays we do the Vibe Coaches Show. Um, at 6 p.m. Um, with uh, Coach Williams and, and Coach McDowell. They also uh, picked this game, and, and it was Dickinson versus Doby. Um, and Dickinson had those last, uh, you know, two very close games the last two weeks. Uh, it, it kind of almost like Woodlands-esque, right? So Woodlands had these two really good games that they lost. And the same thing happened with Dickinson for the last two games. But then they come out and they beat Doby. Uh, Doby, who had, had only allowed, if I'm not mistaken, eight points, if I'm not mistaken, the whole season, gave up 48 to Dickinson uh, in that in that 48 to 27 win uh, by Dickinson. Um, I know you were saying Doby does Doby things. They they you know they went undefeated last year before losing in the playoffs. Um, what does this mean for Doby? What does this mean for Dickinson, Scott? I think this is a really big statement win for Dickinson. Dickinson. In my opinion, has one of has had one of the tougher roads to the playoff or to to start the season. Playing Manville, the I think that Manville at the time was number two or three in the state in five A. They go on and beat them. Then they go and play Ridgepoint, lose by two points. Then they go and play Katy, and then lose by only a touchdown. So that's two losses with a combined score of nine points, if I'm not mistaken, either eight or nine. And then they go out and beat Dobie. That's a good bounce-back win. You know, I think Dickinson was probably just – they lost those couple of games. They felt like they had a chance to win but just didn't. But this proves that, hey, they are fully capable of winning. They got a lot of talent, a lot of firepower on there, proving that they could not only beat Dobie, outscore him, but, but beat him. Yeah, I think it was definitely an impressive way for Dickinson uh, trying to get over that hump, and they do – um, so congrats to them. Yeah, and also on the flip side, like if you're Doby, I don't think you're too worried about it. Now you got to go back to the drawing board a little bit, kind of figure out, hey, how do we give up so many points? Got to show up that defense a little bit. The offense is still uh, has a ton of firepower. So if you're Doby, I'm not too too worried, but you got to show up a few things. Yeah, and you can't just be like, oh wow, we we gave up 48 after only giving up eight. That's going to happen, right? Not necessarily. You, I mean, obviously, maybe you hope you win that game, but. Um, you know, you can't let yourself get down on giving up 48 points, right? Uh, even though you only gave up eight the previous three games. It's just going to, it's the nature of the beast. And if you look at Dickinson, Dickinson is not a bad team. You, like we said, they had two close losses against two quality teams. So it's not like this Dickinson team was, was a, you know, wasn't a very good team, even though their record was one and two. That was a deceiving one and two record, as we all know. So, um, yeah, that, I think both teams will be fine. I think for Dobie, it's just going to be getting to that point in the playoffs where they don't get bounced in the first round, right? I think that's their goal is to make it a few rounds into the playoffs. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, another team I want to talk about, Fort Ben Marshall. Is it is it just going to is it Fort Ben Marshall versus Alito in five A at this point? I mean, are they heading for another collision course? I mean, they just, they, they put a pounding on, on I forget even who they play. I think it was, 
It was North Houston Northside. North yeah. Um, uh, just put a pounding on him. I think uh, 40, 49 nothing at halftime. Had a running clock. It ended up being 70 to nothing or something like that, I believe, as the final score. Um, are we heading for a Fort Bend Marshall? As long as, obviously, things play out. Obviously, you never know. But on paper, does it look like Fort Bend Marshall versus Alito again? On paper, it sure does. I'm not calling it yet, though. I want to be clear. I'm not calling about it yet, but Fort Bend Marshall is doing Fort Bend Marshall things. Uh, Chris Marshall, the wide receiver, he's just balling out so far. Jacoby Banks, the quarterback, he's got that Texas A&M offer now. More of an athlete, but playing quarterback right now. Coach James Williams is one of the best in the business, and he has got those guys locked in right now. I think, you know, Vorpin Marshall, I think a lot of people were saying that last year because Marshall had met Alito in the state championship game twice and lost two times. And so they were probably expecting to get back, but then they meet Crosby. And they were up on Crosby, but Crosby ends up coming with the victory, making it to the state championship game against Alito. So it definitely seems like it could play out that way, especially early on right now. But it's TBD, but, man, it looks good. Forbidden Marshall looks great. Gosh, they look great. And you got to imagine those you know, that weren't seniors last speed. year. What, what was that? They have tons of speed. You know, Forbidden Marshall, the M block, they're all about speed. They're one of the best track programs led by Lloyd Banks over there too. So, man, they just have a ton of speed on that field. Yeah, and, and, and I think that pays off where – and I think obviously that that you know just um, there's the whole debate of you know multi sport versus one sport athletes, and I think when you look at a, a program like Fort Bend Marshall, who emphasizes you know hey let's do multi sport, let's focus, hey let's get you on the track team, <laughs> I think it pays off, right? So uh, I, you definitely think those those uh, those uh, kids that weren't seniors last year are probably coming out hungry. Got that kind of bitter taste in their mouth after that loss to, to Crosby, who they were hoping they could you know, get back to the state championship. So we'll see what happens there. I'm looking through all these other scores, Thomas. I'm I am I'm just on the Thomas oh. train today, Scott. I, I apologize about this. I apologize. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with me today. Uh, I guess I didn't get enough sleep last night. Um, but <laughs> but um, I'm looking at all these other scores. And um, do you see, I don't know if you're looking at them as well, do you see any that really stand out to you? I know the C.E. King versus Huntsville. I mean, Huntsville is, is uh, you know, a team that's perennially in the playoffs, making, you know, semi-deep runs. And C.E. King just went in there and, and handled the business 49-6. to six. Uh, That that one uh, stood out to me a little bit. Willis beating A&M Consolidated, that, that's another one, 24-17. That's another one that really stood out to me. Uh, any that you see, Scott, that that you want to talk about, and I got your name right finally, you know. So any, any, any? I want to piggyback. I want to piggyback off Willis being A and M Consolidated. If I'm not mistaken, A and M Consolidated is a five A school. Is that right, Josh? I believe so, but I'll, I'll double check while you talk. Well, A and M Consolidated is one of the premier five A schools. You know, I, I forget what division they're in, but you know they can they've made deep playoff runs before, and probably are expected to do so again this year. Willis, you know, they hired a new coach a couple years ago. He's really tried to change the culture, the culture of Willis. And games like this prove to me that these kids have bought in, bought into this new culture, to this new identity that Willis is trying to establish. I'm not sure if you saw about the Willis quarterback. He got a Texas, a and, uh, Texas Tech offer not too long ago. So they have good athletes over there. Willis, a game like this, proves that they're finally putting the pieces together Huge win for Willis, 
and Willis ISD up near uh, up near Huntsville. So they're they're in the same district as the Woodlands. If you're the Woodlands, maybe you have to pay attention a little bit more. You don't not just have College Park anymore. You got Willis to keep an eye out for. Yeah, uh, and a Consolidated is five A D two, or as we know, uh, the main rival, one of the main rivals of the Dillon Panthers from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> That is true. Uh, the, the, yeah, that was one of the ones where when you watch that show, you see the A and A and M, and you're like, "Who, who or A M was like, who could this be?" Uh, Arnett Mead and uh, and yeah, it was A and M Consolidated's uh, jerseys and stuff. <laughs> so little little throwback for you there. Uh, and then I yeah. think one more I'd like to talk about: Clear Falls and Cinco Ranch. I know I think you picked Cinco Ranch to win that game, uh, and uh, Clear Falls ended up coming out on top. Clear Falls looks like. Yeah. I, th- I believe you did. I believe you did. We can. I don't remember. I'm about to, ch- I'm about to check the tape. You check, could be right. I don't remember. Check, check the tape. Uh, but clear fall. Maybe you did play. I don't know. One, one of us. I, I think, think I picked clear fall. One of us picked. No, I, I don't know. I think it was maybe it was Josh on the coaches show show that he picked Cinco Ranch. I know he did. Um, but um, clear falls coming out victorious. They have seemed to stay have keep kept that hot streak from last year. Right. They made that. You know, kind of surprise uh, was a four round deep run into the playoffs last year, and they have kind of come come out this year and and kind of done more of the same. And you know, they're hoping to do a repeat of that. Scott, do you think uh, Clear Falls is going to make a little, another deep run in the playoffs this year? I think they're capable of going a few rounds deep. Absolutely. You know, big question is though is who do they run into? If, who did they run into? You know, last year they ran into Katie. That was the problem. They ran into Katie. Katie did Katie things. If it, they could easily run into Shadow Creek too, you know, Shadow Creek, they're they're kind of under the radar right now, but I would say are still a really good team. So it really just depends on the playoff seating at the moment. And so we won't find out. But Clear Falls, 4-0 on the season, they are doing some really good things down in South Houston. Very good things. And – uh, I think that's pretty much going to do it for our show today. And I, I mean, we don't have the experts to, to get more in depth, but, um, you know, just wanted to, uh, get on the show anyways and talk some sports. Scotty, do you have anything you, or any other games you want to talk about before we head off, uh, for today? I was trying to check, I was trying to check the tape if I pick Clear Falls of Secret Ranch. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll let you know later. But there were a few things that jumped out to me here as I'm looking at some scores. Klein Kane beating Katie Taylor. Klein Kane, you know, rough start to the season. They still got some good players over there, though. Matthew Golden, the wide receiver, the TCU commit. So they still got some playmakers over there, even though they don't have Jaden Blue for this season. I think that's a good win for Klein Kane. If they're going to get this season back on track, that was the win to do it. Uh, Katie Taylor's made some deep playoff runs in the past. Obviously, they don't have big Bryce Foster anymore, who's now, if I'm not mistaken, starting for the Texas A&M Aggies at center. So, but it's a good win for Klein Kane. They got beat up by Bridgeland early on. They got beat up by, I think, was it North Shore? Maybe Klein Oak played North Shore. Anyway, I want to give a shout-out to Klein Forest. Klein Forest Eagles 4-0 to start the year. You weren't expecting me to talk about Klein Forest, probably, but Klein Forest having a good start to the season. They got some major swag over there. I don't know if you've seen their unis or not, but they are mwah, fire. Love those. Another team that I wanted to talk about and give a shout-out to is Clements. Clements High School. Man, Clements is 4-0 for the first time in 
I don't even know. What was I'm trying to pull it up right here. I lost it. Wait, let me pull up the scoreboard. But yeah, Clemens, 4-0, Fort ISD. Look, we talked in Fort Ben ISD, we talked a lot about Fort Ben Marshall, deservedly. You know, Fort Ben Marshall being in the 5A ranks, uh, but Clemens is sick in the 6A ranks and they're doing some really good things right now. Clemens is one of those really, I would say, surprise 4-0 teams on the year. Um, let me see if I got some stats here. Oh, in the private school realm, you know, I was at the second bath in Cypress Christian game. Oh, why were you there, Scott? Go ahead. Tell us why were you there. <laughs> I, was, I was there because I was the guest captain, the alumni captain for the second Baptist Eagles Got to walk out there with the captains. Got to see the coin toss. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. Humble brag. I really enjoyed it. Humble brag. No big deal. Uh, Ridge Point bounced back with a dominant win over Fort Bend Austin, sixty-four to zero. Uh, we haven't really talked about it, but uh, Ridge Point they lost one of their their starting left tackle, Calvin Henry. Calvin Henry is a big man. He's like six eight, three hundred plus pounds, like massive human being. Towards MCL, unfortunately, in that win against Dickinson, I believe late in the fourth quarter. So that's a tough loss for Richpoint. Richpoint, then they go on the game after that and lose to C.E. King, who we talked about earlier, hence why C.E. King is 4-0 on the season. So that was a good bounce-back win for Richpoint. Um, you know, how, how they respond and fill that left tackle spot is going to be tough. Calvin Henry's committed to Louisiana Tech right now, so... That's going to be interesting to keep an eye on for Ridgepoint as a team who was probably favored to make a deep run here in the playoffs. But, yeah, you know, those were some of the, my biggest takeaways. I really just wanted to give a shout-out to Clemens, and I wanted to give a shout-out to Klein Forrest. Klein Forrest snuck into the Vibe Top 20, which you can go check out on Vibe.com here, powered by Kelly Malatesta, First United Mortgage. There you go. Shout-out plug. There you go. Oh, definitely go check out those rankings and see where your team is ranked. Before we go, I created a new segment. I just came up with it right now. So no graphics. It's called "What You Watching." So just let us know, Scott, what you've been watching. Uh, you know, the last week or so. Like on Netflix or any other streaming platform. Yeah. What, what you've been watching? Oh gosh, I don't even know. I've been working so much. It's football season, man. I don't have time <laughs> to watch anything. <laughs> I have been watching. When I do have time, though, I watch football. I watch a lot of football. Football, Ted Lasso, baby. <laughs> you like my little play on words there, Ted Lasso, man. We talked a lot about it. It's just it's one of the best shows that's out there right now. Uh, I'm also currently watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel with my wife. How how is that? I, I haven't watched that yet. How is that? It's great. I actually really like it. It's it's very uh, clever, witty writing. It's fast paced, so it's almost it feels like though I'm watching a production, like a play, or some sort of musical on uh, on my TV. So I, I guess speaking of musicals, the other show I watched this last weekend was Schmigadoon. That's that's, that's a show I've never heard of. Oh yeah, I got a shout out from the from the audience over there. Schmigadoon, man. It's wait, it's is it is that the one with uh, Michael? Um... Uh, Keenan, Keenan, Mike, yeah, and and they like they get trapped in like this world. I've seen a preview for. It. Is that is that is that right? Is that am I right on that? Yes, yes. <laughs> they get trapped in this world, and the world is a musical. And the guy hates musicals. He's like, this is terrible. And then they just start singing and dancing, and he's like, 
wait, why are they dancing right now? Why are they singing? This is weird. I don't understand this. Like, well, <laughs> I think I probably, I probably saw a preview for that while watching Ted Lasso, which is probably, um, all right. So are those the things you've been watching, Scott? Yes. Yes. How about you? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll name two, um, only murderers in the building on, uh, on Hulu, which you got basically, it's like, it's a kind of a take on the, um, the true crime podcast, right? So you got three people, there's a murderer in the building and they kind of, uh, start a podcast and try and solve who, who, uh, you know, what happened to this person that got killed because it's ruled a suicide, but they don't believe it. Um, definitely check it out. It, it's got, uh, the three main characters are Selena Gomez, Martin Short, and Steve Martin. Just a great cast right there. Um, and a great ensemble after that. Definitely check it out. I think, uh, the seven of the 10 episodes are currently out. Um, and then, uh, just came back last night, 911. So if you're a fan of those type of shows, 911 came back last night. Lone Star, I don't think it's going to come back until, uh, 2022, but 911, uh, the original came back last night. And I'm excited. I watched it last night when I got home. So, uh, those are the two oh, I've been hey, watching. We got a shout out on the chat here. Oh, here we go. On the chat. Mark AB says Sam Rayburn. Sam Rayburn's 4 0 for the second time in school history. Yeah, that that is true. They, they are for no it, and uh, one of their plays last week was selected for uh, play. Didn't make play of the week, but I think it was uh, second place. Uh, let me double. Yeah, it was. I think it was second place for play of the week. But basically, a big man touchdown, which we love to see. So, uh, yeah, Sam Rayburn definitely has impressed so far this season. Sam Rayburn weren't expecting that down in Pasadena. You know, Dennis Silva the second was saying at the beginning of the year that there's some really good football that can be played down in Pasadena. Down in South Houston, maybe tends to be overlooked, especially when you got North Shore on the east side, Katie on the west side, the Woodlands, some other really good teams up north. So Sam Rayburn, 4-0, especially once they start district play. Let's see if they can keep it rolling. I love it. Congratulations to them. Oh, and one more, John Moyes. Don't, don't sleep on Cy Park, Scott. Don't sleep on Scott. That is so true. Cy Park. Harold Perkins is all over the field had a really good highlight i believe josh in one of the bike plays of the week that you can go check out on a youtube page and on bike.com harold perkins man he does it all he's one of those guys if you're side part you just want the ball in his hands on offense doesn't matter what position quarterback receiver o-line i don't even know he'll do it all and then you put him on the defensive side you ball hawk turnover machine the guy's a stud and wherever he ends up going for college uh, that team is going to be lucky to have him because he he's a true talent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, I think that is going to do it for our show today, uh, Scott. Before we get out of here, I always like to turn to you, the man, the plug, the plug man. Go ahead and plug everything for us. Man, we appreciate y'all tuning in here to the Houston edition for this recap show. Tomorrow we have the Vibe U podcast, and then we have the coaches show with Coach James Williams of Fort and Marshall who we were talking about earlier, and Block, they are rolling right now. And then you got uh, foster coach Sean McDowell. Those guys are so funny, electric, great football minds too. So be sure to tune into that. Tomorrow night, Thursday, we have our preview show. Friday, we have our pick'em show. Around 12 o'clock, give or take here on the Vibe YouTube page. Click that subscribe button to stay up to date. We've got some highlights I'll be uploading later today. So uh, keep an eye out for those. And then the... Man, I don't even know. Go go to our website, Vibe.com. Follow us on social media at Vibe Houston, at Vibe Texas on Facebook, and at Vibe Houston again on Instagram. 
And I'll be uploading this on podcast version too. So if you missed the video version here on YouTube, you can listen to the audio version wherever you find your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, it will be there. Josh, did I miss anything? No, I think you pretty much – well, you did miss one thing. Uh, 12, 12 p.m. tomorrow is the coach's show with uh, – uh, St. Pius coaches show with uh, Craig Cranfield. Um, so we got three huge shows. Uh, Wednesday is a stacked, a stacked day for us. We got, like you said, the Vibe podcast at ten, the Craig Cranfield show at noon, and then the the coaches corner at six p.m. Be sure to tune into those. And hey, like you said, if you don't get to watch it live, tune into our to our podcast while you drive. I I listen to some of our podcasts while we drive because you know what better way to kill a drive than by listening to some sports podcast. And ours specifically. Why not? Just do it. Until then, we'll see you tomorrow with our three shows. And then I, myself, and hopefully Scott will be back on Thursday for our preview show. Until then, everyone. Peace out.